Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it is Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you today? I'm doing good, how are you doing today? Not bad, not bad. Um, what have you been playing in the last week? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, every now and then I'll get in a headspace where I'm just not really in the you know in the mood to play games. Um, yeah. So I've done, and usually when that happens I'll get like real ADD with... Uh, any gaming at all, so I played a little bit of uh, Overwatch. I uh, finished out that season. I played a little bit of uh, Red Dead 2 because I picked it up when it was on sale. Mm-hmm. I definitely see why it sold 19 billion copies in the first five <laughs> seconds. I mean, it's a beautiful game. Oh yeah, uh, it's yeah. just nothing that's really jumped, jump, jumped out at me. But I'm, you know, playing a little bit of this, a little are bit you, of that. Are you still in the snow section? I just finished that. Okay, because I think the game actually kicks properly into place once you can move more than two miles an hour. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I just got out of the snow, just got to the first town, uh, just got cool. the camp set up. Cool. Um, uh, but yeah, when, once you get off the snow and onto the road and stuff, I feel I think the game actually kicks off a bit more from there. So, um, But I think those first, because it's like the first two or three hours, isn't it, that you're, you're on the uh, snow and stuff... Um, I think that that's kind of the game's way of like not getting you to run around much and getting you used to like the shooting mechanics and that kind of stuff. Maybe it, it was a bit of a strange decision, but um, yeah, it's it's nice once you can kind of get on the road and you can actually move and you can uh, ride your horse and stuff. So, um, so have you got to naming your horse yet? I can't remember when that happens. I haven't gotten to that part yet. Okay, because uh, I named mine Jack, and he's the best horse of all time. So. There you go. <laughs> um, and yeah, you got to take care of him. you got to feed him. Make sure he doesn't die, obviously. Because uh, if he does die, it's quite sad. Um, and, like, uh, pet him and and um, and uh, comb him and all that sort of stuff. So, it's pretty good. Uh, anything else? Uh, a little bit of uh, Crackdown 3. I'm still playing that a bit. Uh, you know, it's a, like I said, it's a fun game. It's a... Uh, uh, something that you could just do, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, the only real issue that I've had with it is some of the uh, uh, platforming can get really annoying after a while. So yeah, yeah, because uh, they, they have these things in the game called the uh, uh, propaganda towers, and it's strictly just agility checks and platforming, hmm. and mm-hmm. you get to the point to where it's really, really tricky. Yeah. Uh, so I played, started Beyond Two Souls this week. It's the other Quantic Dream uh, game because, of course, they got Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, and uh, Detroit Become Human. I've played, he- I played Heavy Rain a year ago, two years ago. I can't remember when that was. Played Detroit when it came out, obviously, earlier last year, and thought, hey, Beyond Two Souls is the only one that I haven't played, so I might as well check it out. I'd heard some like really bad things about it. That it was like really sluggish and slow and really bad. Um, I'm I'm quite enjoying my time with it. It does throw you around quite a lot narratively. It's like, hey, here's the young Jody. Here's the slightly older one. Here's the middle timeline. Uh, I mean, I just came off of doing True Detective season three, so I'm used to uh, multiple different timelines and whatnot. So um, that's kind of interesting as well. How how do you handle like multiple timelines of games and shows and stuff? How does that sort of See, with with the way my brain works, um, when I'm not in ADD mode, I, get, I have to get, like, really literal and really linear. Mm-hmm. And so anything that has, like, jumping around is not uh, anything I, I really like. Um, perfect example of that is that Pulp Fiction, I'm not a fan of that movie. And it's, there's a lot of good things in that movie and a lot of good things about that movie. It's just yeah. 
they they do really disjointed with the timeline in that movie. You know, on the ended on the, the scene where one character got killed like you know half an hour ago. Huh. So uh, okay, it just never really clicked with me. And then games like that also never really clicked with me. So yeah, it gives you because I've got the PS4, I suppose port or whatever you want to call it, because it's a PS3 game. Uh, and it gives you the option at the start to do the chronological order of the timeline or the original version, and I just picked the original. So, because I don't, because I don't mind as much being thrown around time time wise. I mean, we had it with Westworld season two and season one. Had it with True Detective, just come off of that. So I'm I'm kind of used to that sort of stuff. Um, so that it, I, I'm finding it quite good. I'm finding Jodie to be an interesting character. She's got this little. Uh, like entity with her is called Aiden or Alden. I think it's Aiden. Um, and every now and then you have to like control something and and move something out of the way. Um, the one problem I'm having with the game is there's some just really annoying camera issues. Where um, I, I I don't feel like this is much of a massive spoiler, but there's a bit in the game where I just got past where you're you're exiting a burning building. And of course, like, you know, you can't go down a certain stairway, you have to go down a corridor, but not through that door. And there was a point where it threw me to where one of the characters walked off, and Jodie was like, okay, I'm going to find my own way out, because I have Aiden, and I can do a bit more. And uh, the game sort of just threw back to me, and I was like, okay, where do I go? And then, like, I went to walk through a certain door, and the camera just, like, threw itself around the other way, and I was like, well, where am I? Where am I kind of going? So... Um, cause it, it seemed like sort of, I walked to the door and as I got there, the camera like tried to go past Jodie and then it flipped itself back the other way around and pushed itself forward. And then like, yeah, it was all kind of mixed and all over the place. Um, that's happened a couple of times during certain scenes. Um, and sometimes it's a bit more obvious like, oh, it's clearly this door in front of me as opposed to this one. Um, and that sort of stuff. But I'm, I'm enjoying the narrative and, and Jodie as a character as well. Uh, it's interesting because this week I reviewed uh, Umbrella Academy, which has got uh, Ellen Page in it, and she's now the lead character in uh, this game, which I'm just playing. Of course, it's you know a bit more of a coincidence because the game is like four years old or whatever, or how, however old it is. So uh, it's kind of cool. A lot of uh, Ellen Page at the moment. Do you like her? Uh, I've seen a lot of stuff that she's been, and I wouldn't yeah. say that I'm like the biggest Ellen Page fan. Mm-hmm. I don't dislike her, but you know. I'm not gonna say uh, you know love her. I'm not gonna say hate her. So, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of really meh on her. So just, just kind of middle. If she's in something, then then that's kind of that uh, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, apart from Juno, uh, Beyond Two Souls, and the Umbrella Academy, in between all those three projects, I haven't really seen her in a ton of stuff anyway. So uh, I don't know. She, she's not like around loads, like a Dwayne Johnson or whatever, who's in everything now. So. Um, She's been in pretty much everything. I mean, if you go on her IMDb page, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in uh, Days of Future Past. Uh, she was Kitty Pride in that That's one. That's who she was in X-Men. Because I, I was saying on the um, Umbrella Academy podcast, that I remember her in X-Men, but I don't remember who she played as. So... Uh, yeah, she's done like a lot of one-offs for uh, voices. Like she did an episode of Family Guy. She did an episode mm-hmm. of uh, uh, Glenn Martin DDS. Uh She's on something called Regenesis, which I've never heard of, but that's never that's that. going back. Yeah, a few episodes of Trailer Park Boys. That's kind of how she got. Uh, never um, or never seen that really. It's it's like a um, a prank show, only more American redneck. Okay. 
Cool. But that was like back in 2004, so that's kind of how she got a little bit famous. Yeah, so she's probably been in some stuff I've just not seen those things or I'm not really yeah. aware of them. So a lot of movies that I've never heard of: The Cured, My Days of Mercy, oh, uh, cured. My Life. I came, I came across that on Netflix uh, yeah. when I went to watch Umbrella Academy, probably because it was the same actress, and Netflix went, "Hey, here's something else that one of them people's in." Um, yeah, yeah. It's, some, it's some kind of zombie film. I I want to go and I want to uh, see that. So yeah, the voice for an English version of something called My Life as a Zucchini. Okay. Yeah, that's why I love IMDb. It's just like you get the most <laughs> rando ass shit ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I'm gonna watch the uh, the Cured and see what that's like as well. Um, that's it for the pre-talk of what we've been playing, um, because I haven't actually got Trials Rising, uh, for some reason it didn't get sent to me, although I've got a whole bunch of games in my list, so maybe I've, like, done something, I'm, I'm not quite sure, so, um, but I've got, um, t- take a guess at the other game I've, I'm renting at the moment, I haven't started it yet, but, uh, I'll, I'll tell you when it came out so you get a rough idea, it came out in 2008. Knights of the Old Republic? No. Then I don't know. Uh, you know the not the original um, Prince of Persia tri- trilogy. You know these like animated one that they did. I, Vaguely, I, I played like some of it on the 316, and I came across it on the Boomerang thing. I was like, oh yeah, I never finished that game, so I want to go and, and do that. So I also added the Prince of Persia trilogy to my list because um, I watched and played some of that, but didn't finish that either. So I've got both of those on there. Uh, let's move into some housekeeping. Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. If you would like to get help with trying to lose weight, this might just be the solution that you're looking for. With a range of products that include shakes, boosters, capsules and more, get started today. All you need to do is click on the Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus link in your show notes or description on iTunes or on the website. Go over to her Facebook profile Send her a Facebook message and get started with the program today. Today's second sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Okay, so recently on Entertainment Talk, as I've just mentioned, uh, Umbrella Academy Season 1, Did you have you seen any of it? I need to watch it. It's in my list. Mm-hmm. Um, I just haven't had a chance to really uh, do I mean, anything with yeah, that yet. It took me a week to start playing it for some reason, but now I've seen it all and I've done my review. Uh, spoiler and spoiler free, as I usually like to split it up. Uh, that's in the TV talk feed as well, if you guys are wondering. Um, so that's out there. Uh, speaking of True Detective, which I also just brought up, Season 3 has now concluded. I talked about the 
information that's out there for season four nothing's been kind of confirmed but things have been talked about so i i did uh my finale podcast and uh, talked about season four and my, what might happen so that was kind of cool as well uh video games which is what you guys are here for i did a discussion episode piece this week talking about single player video games uh and how they're very very far from dead or at least in my opinion because uh we've got this you know games of service thing and um battle royale and free-to-play games which has kind of uh um gone quite far in the last couple of years with you know fortnite pubg and stuff so i wanted to talk about single player games and talk about how um they're very very far from dead and um just kind of compare things like that and that sort of stuff so that was pretty fun to do um the walking dead is still continuing for the second half of season nine we had episode 11 this week for season nine um and me and david did that earlier today so that was interesting um and uh I, I don't know if you listened to the podcast, but we did talk about um, one of the... Uh, the Walking Dead was nominated for an award this week. Um, what do you think the award was for? Most obscure uh, <laughs> TV show that's still running around for some reason. The Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. Yeah, I've seen weirder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's still kind of weird. Uh, but we talked about that, and that's on Wednesdays. Um, and, of course, today, Random Gaming Talk, um, we're, we're doing that as well. Last week, of course, we had the special 150th episode. How did you think that went last week? It was pretty good. It was really good. I yeah. had a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, I think that's one of the best podcasts that we've done. Obviously, I've listened back to it and uh, sorted out some bits and pieces with it. Um, and, sure, there's still, like, some small problems with it and stuff. But uh, I'm I'm pretty, pretty happy with, with uh, what we did there. And, uh, of course, David joined me for that. So if you missed that last week, maybe you're new here, maybe you missed it. Some bunch of things might have happened. Uh, that's out there for you guys to listen to as well. And um, we talked about, of course, our single most anticipated game. You guys have written in this week uh, with your single most anticipated games. And we'll be talking about those later. Star Trek Discovery is still continuing for Season 2. It did actually today get renewed for Season 3. Uh, so I'll be talking about that on Friday. Because, of course, there'll be a new episode on Friday. So that's still continuing for Season 2. And uh, yeah, that's roughly what we got going on at the moment on entertainmenttalk.org or on the podcast platform of your choice. Let's move into some news. Um, okay, cool. I'll, I'll let you go first. What would you like to talk about this week? Uh, well, the first thing we got is a possible uh, release date mm. for The Outer Worlds. Uh, this one's definitely been ticking up on my interested meter because it, it's got a lot of uh, um, interesting elements. I've heard it described as Firefly New Vegas, um, which is really interesting. Huh. Um, uh, I like the, that. Yeah. yeah. So there's a, what's called a Steam DB log. Uh, a change log, and it basically just documents any changes that the developer makes to the Steam uh, profile page of the game. Uh-huh. Um, so it shows just lists of changes, like you know, mostly normal stuff. Um, and then about a week ago, and you can pull if you do a Google for the Steam DB change log for it, you can pull it up. Um, there was a change that listed all the uh, that just added in all the supported languages. So it's got you know. Right. Brazilian, English, French, German, Italian, you know the normal stuff. But part of that change log was uh, adding the release date to August 6, 2019. 
And then within uh, okay, yeah, within uh, five hours they removed that date. Hmm. So it's possible that the date was put in accidentally. E three is coming. E <laughs> three is coming. Yep, that will be before that date. So, um, that's pretty interesting. Um, I I have interest in in the outer world. It's you know Fallout esque with uh some some new stuff obviously and hopefully as well. Um, but like. You know, I've I've still not gotten to to Fallout 3. I do have I actually have the the I have two copies of it actually because I have the disc version, which if you guys remember, was like a month ago. I said I just like found it in my room. I knew I had that copy, but I didn't. I just didn't remember it was there. Uh, and then because I did actually buy Fallout 4, I do have the free copy of um, Fallout 3. I've actually still got it installed on my Xbox One. I've just uh, started Beyond Two Souls. Um, but Fallout 4 was was really really good. I really enjoyed that, and I've heard that. It's similar enough to Fallout 3 that uh, that I could enjoy it in in some of the same ways. So um, and then if I like Fallout 3, I'll go and try out New uh, New Vegas as well and and see what that's like. So yeah, and uh, for being even if it's not on that specific date, August is a good release date. It is um, yes for that because you know that gets it ahead of late fall, early winter, right, and Christmas the stuff. slew of uh, yeah. sports games and sports titles that come out that year. Uh, and there's so far the only official official release date for any video game in the month of August is Shinmu 3, which comes out August 22nd. I didn't know that had a release date, but yeah, well, it's on IGN's website, so that's what they have the release date as. And most everything okay. is either a 2BD or you know assumed or whatever. Well, and what? the only thing in July official is uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2, and the only thing in September official is Catherine Full Body. Now, obviously, there's mm-hmm. a ton of games that don't have like official official dates, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, what dates do we know for roughly this year? We know um, Days Gone, April. Uh, yeah. One, I'm just thinking of the ones off the top of my head. Um, there's a bunch of games that have already come out. Obviously, Q1. We we have no idea what's coming out in October, November, apart from probably you know Call of Duty and some big EA game. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a ton. We're almost already into March, and there's a ton of games in March. Just March alone, there's Dead or Alive Six, Devil May Cry Five, The Division Two, Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice, Final mm. Fantasy Seven, which is some version of the remake, and oh, Tropico the, Six. Is that the Switch version? I don't know. It just says Final Fantasy Seven release okay. date March twenty sixth, but it doesn't say which platform or how is it going. Because I remember they said that nine was available today or on that date, whenever it was uh, for the direct, mm-hmm. and then they said seven was coming soon. So that's probably the, the switch port. Because it ain't yeah. a remake. Trust me, <laughs> it's not the. No, uh, no, that's not coming anytime soon. Um, I wonder what stage that's in that game. That must be in. I don't know. Hey, who knows? Hard uh, telling. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for most of the releases this year and stuff. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah, more games need to come out sort of June, July, August because it's just a bit more of an empty window. Um, and like you know, the summer of uh, 2017 was the Crash Bandicoot and stuff, and I had that for for June or you know the end of June into July, and that was really good for that sort of time. Because um, I remember, I think. Uh, the uh, fall of last year when uh, Darksiders 3 came out and it didn't get much fanfare and then some people looked at it and sort of said hey this kind of game like a, a little bit of a sort of niche game with uh, a smaller audience needs to come out at a bit of an emptier time of the year so people can like notice it more I suppose 
Um, but the Q1 for this year almost became the Q4 for last year because everything just moved out of the way of, of Red Dead. Because uh, mm-hmm. when you had the 15th and the, and the 22nd of uh, February that came and went, uh, there was, what, like four or five games within that time on, on those dates? Because uh, there was, like, Anthem and, and, all, and then all of the uh, 15th games. Those probably would have come out earlier or later last year, but they just all moved out of the way of Red Dead. It's a smart move because, you know... Um, you probably wouldn't have got many of the 17 million sales that Red Dead uh, got because they all went to that game. So that's that. Um, all right, what, what else do you have to talk about? Uh, well, there's uh, the Kinect, although dead on the console, apparently is seeing a second life on PC. Uh, this comes, by the way, of a website I found. Uh, there's a new version of the Kinect coming out. It's going to be a PC peripheral. Uh, it's called the Azure Connect Developers Kit. It's uh, focusing on uh, cloud computing AI. Um, it's got a seven, microso- a mi- seven microphone array uh, for speech purposes. It's got a 12 mixel- megapixel camera and a one megapixel depth camera. Uh, so that's going to be for when HoloLens 2 ever comes out. Uh, right now, there's not a whole lot of use for it in terms of like we're bringing it out for the software or we're bringing it out for this game or anything like that. It's more of like a developer's kit. Um, they've had some right. interest with the uh, HoloLens and a couple of military contracts. And there's been some other interest in healthcare for uh, like home nursing and things like that with the camera and AI. Uh, so it's available for pre-order for 400 bucks. It's only going to be in the U S and China. Um, but it's one of those things that's going to, at least from what I can tell from the article, is they're going to make it a lot more open sourced, so programmers can kind of take it and then do what they want with it. Hmm. Um, speaking of Connect being dead, my Connect is actually dead now. So, uh, yeah, it 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 will turn on and then it will just like flick on and off. Um, do you still your use yours at all? I still have it just because it's a two dollar value trade in at GameStop. Yeah, it's not, not and... worth it, is it? That really isn't worth it. Um, but I haven't plugged it in in at least a year. Plus, I have the 1S now, and it doesn't have a port for it. And so I'd have to buy the $40 adapter, which you can't even buy anymore. So it's whatever they're going for on the secondary market. Why, I don't even know. why can't you buy it? Because uh, Microsoft stopped selling it on their website. Oh, can't you get it on I mean, like I could buy Amazon it, but it's stuff? yeah, secondary market. I'm actually checking that now. I was going to say, why, why wouldn't you be able to buy that? Uh, but yeah, they sort of have left that behind and everything. So, because um, I've got mine set up to where it's plugged in, but like switched off, um, so that it will still turn the TV on and off, because I'm too used to having it like that, and it was kind of awkward when I, because I did unplug it, and I was like, I'm just going to leave, leave this unplugged. But then, because of the whole muscle memory thing with having my TV turn on and off with it, um, I just found that to be very annoying. Um, so basically, I plugged it in and then went on the Connect screen, and as soon as the thing came up, I switched off. So like, it's technically plugged in; it's just not turned on. So, um, did you find anything? Yeah, it has some new, some used, and they vary between forty and sixty dollars. So, hmm. yeah, um, but yeah, that's the state I've kind of got mine in. I, I have, I did have. Uh, the the connect that I first got with it, which lasted several years, and then that died in basically the same way that this did, which is when it just keeps turning on and off. 
um, and it wouldn't stay on, um, so I just kept it. I uh, what was I did with that one? I traded that one in actually, and and got a new one with the the money that I got from the the sale thing. Um, then I got this one, and then the same thing just happened. So I'm probably not going to use it anymore for like voice commands and stuff, just for the sake of um, you know turning the TV on and off with it and having um, what's it the uh, the um, like pause commands and stuff because with mm-hmm. the because with the um, TV in thing with the like freebie box that actually doesn't work with that unless you have the connect turned on because it's like the IR sensor. It's very weird. So that's just what it's like. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of this development thing, we don't know much about it yet, so we'll have to wait and see, but, uh, new things like this are always kind of exciting, but it just depends how it gets used, so. Yeah, and since, um, especially with the 1S and the 1X, they did add in support for USB cameras, I'm sure that you could find a USB camera on Amazon or some other site that could, you know, replicate what the Kinect does, and, and with the built-in Cortana support, Mm-hmm. You know, once that microphone is live, I'm sure you can get like 80, 85 percent of the functionality with uh, just a, U- a standard USB camera that you could with a Connect. Yeah, the only thing it probably wouldn't do is the face recognition stuff with, uh, uh, to uh, to sign in. The only thing that I really, really liked with the Connect was um, when they were doing uh, QR codes for like a. Um, you know, store credit and things oh, yeah, like that. It and stuff. Yeah. yeah, just being able to hold that QR code up to the, the camera and not have to type in a 15-character code to add 25 bucks to my wallet. Mm. That was that was really the big thing, and they, I don't, I do miss that. I, I got to admit, I, I do miss that. That's really the only thing I ever used it for. So, I liked it for that as well, but I just haven't brought many codes and and stuff like that. So, yeah, short, very very short version of a very very long story. Uh, back in 2008, my uh, Microsoft account got hacked, and not not in, in in the literal sense, not of you know I you know put in the wrong password and accidentally bought something. I got quote unquote hacked. No, somebody got a hold of my account, and this was back when you still bought Microsoft points, bought like a couple hundred mm-hmm. bucks worth of points, and my account actually got locked for 30 days. Oh, I had I had no access to my gamer tag, my my email address, which was a Microsoft email address that was attached to that gamer tag or anything for over a month. And ever since then, because of the compromise that it did to my credit card, I've only done uh, gift cards and like po- and stuff like that. I don't do I don't have my credit card on file with anything anymore. So mm-hmm. So the other thing with the Connect is even if you say, Hey X you know, Xbox on and it turns on facial recognition signs you in, you still have to turn on your controller to play games. And I have a setup to where if I turn on my controller and I'm not signed in, it says, hey, we recognize this controller is attached to this person. Type in your passcode, and then it signs me in. So it's like I might mm-hmm. as well just hold down the button and wait for everything to turn on, sign, press, do the passcode, and then just go from there. So I don't know. It uh, depends what you like. So I know. Yeah, I live alone, so I have the auto sign in to the, to the one account set up, but you know, I could turn that off as easily if I needed to. So Yeah. See... See, for convenience, I'd like to turn that off, but then I think, hey, what, what about one day if, you know, someone st- steals the thing or whatever, and then I'm like, oh, I didn't put the passcode on, and then whatever. So, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not worth to the point where you, you put your password in every single time to, to sign in. I think that's a bit much, but, um, yeah, passcodes, I think, are, are quite a good idea. So, uh, what else do you have to talk about? Well, staying on the Microsoft train, uh, this comes from a uh, French website called uh, GeoVideo. 
Uh, they're saying they're going with the rumor that there's going to be two new SKUs at uh, E3 this year from Microsoft on Xbox. Uh, the first one is currently codenamed Lockhart, mm-hmm. and that's supposed to be uh, on you know power wise somewhere between the S and the original Xbox One X, uh, Xbox One, and it's not going to have a disc system, which is a rumor we've heard before. And then there's yeah. Xbox Anaconda, which is going to be a slight step up from the one X, but no word on whether or not the Anaconda will have a, uh, a disc or not. Hmm. And I could see them selling both of those really easily. Like, you know, yeah. like something along the S with no disc and then something along the X, maybe with a bigger hard drive and no disc. Um, uh, the only other price thing that they've mentioned is that the Anna, the, the cheaper one, the uh, Lockhart is supposedly going to go for around $200. And with no disc, that's you know that they're pushing that towards the, uh, you know, you probably already do a lot of your stuff digital anyway. Your console might be you know have a few miles on it. Here's a really cheap replacement uh, with no disc drive since you don't use it anyway. And then boom, there you go. Yeah. Where uh, where do they get these names from? <laughs> I don't know. I I really wish that they would just leave those names as the names because I don't know if you remember or not, but the Nintendo Wii was originally codenamed the Nintendo Revolution. Mm. And I'd really say I'd I'd really much rather say I'd, I want to play with my Revolution than I want to play with my Wii. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was the One X called? Was that the uh, Scarlet? Scorpio. Scorpio. Scarlet's the new, you... new rumored one, isn't it? No, the the new rumored one is the uh, Lockhart and the Anaconda. Which one was the Scarlet then? I don't remember Scarlet, but if you remember uh, the Day One editions of the One X. Yeah. Uh, when people took them apart on the boards, they had a little scorpion on it. Mm-hmm. I remember that, yeah. Because um, Major Nelson did the whole white gloves. Here's a fancy console. Uh, yeah. So, so that was that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm good at the moment with my Xbox One, and most of the gaming I do is on the the PS4, unless it's uh, either FIFA, Overwatch, or uh, an Xbox One exclusive, obviously. Um, I'm kind of wondering if, like, if the Game Pass does come to Switch and all those rumors come true, like, uh, whether to just play the games on the Switch, because then obviously I have the on-the-go option and well, the overall portable option and stuff, so, I don't know, but, um, yeah, uh, and, and mostly of what I do now is uh, use the, the PS4 for, you know, the third party and obviously the first and second party games for the, on the PS4, and then mostly... You know, put my um, PlayStation in in a what's called in in the rest mode, and then give that you know a little rest, and then turn on the Xbox, and then use that for like TV stuff, so like my uh, now TV and Netflix kind of watching. So then they sort of you know take turns each kind of thing. So once for TV stuff, and then give the Xbox the, the break, turn on the PS4, do some gaming, and then kind of switch between them. And then the Switch is just yeah whatever anyway. So um, wh- what about you? Because you've got an Xbox One and a and a PS4. Yeah, um, that's one of those things that, you know, they both work, um, they both get what I want out of them, and they both yeah. just do what they need to do, so past that, I really don't think of it past anything like that. Hmm. I mean, we'll save the, uh, a bit more TV talk for the podcast we're going to do after this, but where where do you mainly watch TV? Like, what uh, boxes do you use and stuff? Well, the t- anything that's aerial broadcast... I usually watch just on my TV because okay. that's something that 
I find it really amusing that most people forget that you can still watch TV without having like a cable subscription or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just do that. Anything that I can't watch, I'm usually on my Xbox because I'm already signed in with my Netflix and my Hulu and right, things Amazon, like that. Stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, and I can sign in with that on my uh, PS4. I just don't because I have no need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I yeah I don't have any of the I have YouTube and Netflix which I kind of use sometimes on the uh, on the PS4, but I don't have like the Now TV stuff set up on there. So plus it only takes four devices, so there's no need, there's no need to have the uh, the PS4 on there. So um, mm-hmm. cool. Let's move on. What else do you have to talk about? Uh, well, the last thing that I have to talk about is um, Bethesda released their roadmap for the entirety of the year. Uh, so for Fallout 76, so we've got um, a spring roadmap, a summer roadmap, and a fall roadmap, most of which has been revealed um, officially. So the spring roadmap is going to involve a bunch of stuff, which we'll talk later, which I'll talk after we're done here. Um, the summer roadmap has a new mode called Nuclear Winter. It's got a high-level vault raid for Vault 94 and what they just called new features. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the fall of, 20, of this year, they have a new main quest, uh, new events, and new features, but those aren't really highlighted, so they don't go into even the hintest of, uh, of uh, specifics on it. Uh, but for the uh, spring roadmap, they go into great detail. It's called Wild Appalachia. So it starts March 12th. So we get a new series of quests called Welcome to Wild Appalachia. And then we get brewing and distillery for the camps. Uh, March 19th is a new uh, limited time event called Franschnat Parade, which I don't know, but that's all it has in there. Uh, March 26th has a survival mode, so it's a new higher intensity and risk and reward for PvP. Uh, April 9th brings player vending to the game. Along with uh, camera improvements for you know selfies, which I don't know why you do selfies. I've never understood selfies, but it's there. <laughs> and then a new series of quests called Sheer Terror. Uh, May seventh brings the event Ever Upward, which is a new series of quests. And then May twenty third is when the legendary vendor uh, goes live. So it's just going to be a, a vendor bot, and I'm guessing either fixed or random location that you can buy more high-end stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, so as someone who's are you still playing Fallout 76? I'll play it a little bit every now and then. I'm up to level 41, uh, but I've kind of run out of stuff to do, and I don't know if it's because I'm not finding quests or if I'm just not going to the right spot. Okay. Um. But I don't see how people are getting like level 100, level 200, level 300 because I'm struggling to get a level in. Mm-hmm. So I I heard something the other day about uh, uh, Jim Sterling actually did a video on it. Some player got banned because he had too much ammo and he spent nine he spent 900 hours in the game. Yeah, 900 so... hours in the game <laughs> is you know get help. I mean I I can understand mm-hmm. loving a game. Uh, one of my good friends at work. I'd have to check his log, but he has an insane number of hours in just uh, um, Overwatch. But he's a Twitch streamer for Overwatch, so having an insane number of hours would actually make sense. Um, and if this guy's a streamer and streams Fallout 76, that's fine. But 
I mean, to be fair, their their inventory system is still idiotic, and their um, uh, their storage and everything is still idiotic. And the fact that that guy's got had too much ammo, you know, you can craft your own ammo, so it's not that hard to get ammo. Mm-hmm. It's not like you. I mean, unless he was like um, duping or glitching or something like that. Maybe that's that's all I know. Um, I I still have no interest in the game, and I'll probably never play it. I mean, I've still got Fallout Three that I want to play, so um, I have a different Fallout game that I want to try first. Because um, unless they do something really drastic with this, and I'm not just talking about content, I'm just talk I'm talking about like I don't know, just res- kind of restoring somehow restoring any kind of faith in this game because it seems like most people are either just like you know jumping in every now and then for like some fun kind of like what you, what you just said or they've just abandoned it and they're playing you know kingdom hearts 3 or whatever yeah. or resident evil 2 holy so. crap holy crap salad what oh i just looked up my uh, buddy that i was telling you about his uh i pulled up the xbox app on my pc um <laughs> In terms of cu- uh, cumulative game time, I have two days, four hours, and 18 minutes playing uh, Overwatch. Cool. He, he has 67 days, six hours, and 39 minutes playing Overwatch. Is that your friend Don, or is, is this somebody yeah, else? Yeah, the one I talk about every now and then. That's Donald. Okay. He's got yeah. almost 70 cumulative hour days in terms of hours playing just Overwatch. Well, uh, I'm, I'm like level 37. He's level 633. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of time. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But um, he he's almost 600 levels above me. So, wow. I mean, he plays the game like basically most yeah. of the time. So, and he he yeah. easily could get play the game professionally. So, yeah, yeah. Um, cool, nice. Um, is there anything else you want to say here? Because I got a little bit of breaking uh, news, not game related, but um. NBC just renewed Brooklyn Nine-Nine, season 7. So Not surprised. Cool. I mean, it had a big fan base, and it was a big enough fan base to bring it over from uh, Fox to CBS, to NBC, rather, for at least one season. Mm-hmm. So, not really shocked that they're doing it for a second. Yeah. Drill test is if they or get a third. Seventh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you watch the show? I watched it every now and then when it was on Fox. I haven't really caught up to it since it's moved over. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's not on when I'm home or watching TV, and there's so many other things I'm trying to catch up on that uh, it just, you know, it loses itself in the cracks. Cool. Uh, so you said that was the last thing you had to talk about. Uh, yeah. I think. Um, cool. So we've got your free games with a paid subscription for March uh, 2019. I mean, that's what it is, right? You pay for a yeah. subscription, then you get free games, but you have to pay for the subscription. <laughs> so make of it what you will. On Xbox One, Xbox Live Gold members can download Adventure Time, Pirates of the... I don't know what that says. It's the Adventure Time game um, for free during the month of March. Uh, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2 uh, will be available for free um, March 16th to April 15th. I have heard that this Adventure Time game runs really badly. So I don't know if to tell you to play it or whatnot. So it's up to you. I mean, you can always download it, try it, and if you don't like it, delete it. I mean, it is free, so... There you go, yeah. Um, Plants vs. Zombies, God Warfare 2, I, I'm going to pass on it because I haven't played the others and stuff, and it's not something I'm interested in. Um, on, X- on Xbox 360, starting March 1st, Star Wars Republic uh, Commando, um, which is $10, but will be free for Xbox Live Gold members until the 15th of March. And I then on... think that's an original Xbox game. Yeah, I saw the uh, the photo they posted. It's a uh, original Xbox One. 
uh, original Xbox game. Um, then on the 16th of March, you can download Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, which is the Metal Gear game that everybody loves, uh, <laughs> for free during uh, the course of March. Um, yep, worst well. subtitle of a game ever. Yeah. Um, Revengeance. <laughs> I think this is probably the second worst Metal Gear game, because you don't get much worse than Survive. So, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> not the strongest outing, but then again, PS4 is not much better. Yeah, we'll talk about the weakness over there in a minute. Uh, anything catch your, catch your eye here? Uh, I mean, the uh, the the Plants vs. Zombies, I, I truly do miss... The original format of Plants vs. Zombies is like a, a single side-scroller tower defense game-ish. I played a lot of that. It was a lot of fun as a game. Mm-hmm. It's weird that I felt the need to go into a third-person shooter, a, you know, battle arena kind of game. Okay. But that's, you know, that's what it is, so that's what it is. Cool. Um, what about this Star Wars game? You kind of alluded that you, you were aware of it. I'm aware of it. I never actually played it. I do find it interesting that it's the second Star Wars universe game in a row to be a free-to-play. Yeah, they had the one last month. Uh, Jedi uh, Academy, I think. Jedi Academy. How many Star Wars games is there? That's quite a few. <sighs> there's so many. You, there's, like, literally thousands. But EA have made two. Um... <laughs> well, part of it's EA. Part of it is the Star Wars franchise is what really kicked off merchandising. I mean, they merchandised the shit out of that movie when it came out in the late 70s. And mm-hmm. so much came out, you know, over the course of the, that that trilogy run of merchandising this and toy that and collectible everything. That's really what game, gave, became what made merchandising merchandising because there was almost nothing before that. Yeah. I mean, there's little bits of stuff here and there, but it wasn't nearly to the scale. I mean, part of the other problem is they keep cancelling games and shutting down studios, which doesn't help, so... Yeah, uh, there you go. Um, I have no interest in playing this Metal Gear Solid game. I mean, I haven't even played the, the trilogy, which I'm waiting to kind of sort of be sent, so... Yeah, I'll I'll play those games first. Um, let's move over to PlayStation Plus. Um, so this is the first... I think this is the first month they have where they haven't got any uh, PS3 or PS Vita games. They've got Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered on the PS4, so that's obviously the remastered PS4 release and not the PS3 old game. Uh, and The Witness, which is a puzzle game as well. Granted, cool And game. The Witness was a Games with Gold a few months back, so... It was, yeah. yeah. Um, this is probably one of the best Call of Duty games they've they've done. Somebody would, Some people would probably say it's the best one. I'd agree with those sorts of opinions as well and the other thing that you delightfully get to keep or have is um you go from 10 gigabytes of cloud storage to 100 gigabytes of cloud storage and uh that's what's replacing ps3 and Vita games at the moment they haven't said that this is like permanent or anything crazy but that's just not great so um well the cloud storage things makes no sense because all you're really storing in the cloud is date is save data for your games unless there's something else you can store that i'm not aware of i think it's just, um, i think it's just save data so yeah because i know the starting with the uh, one the xbox one all game data was cloud save and you could do that on the 360 for like a couple of years before the one launched and 
I've been doing yeah. cloud saves for 360 games and one games, and I don't even know what my limit is, but I can tell you I'm not anywhere close to it, unless it's like something stupid, like, you know, less than a gig, but that wouldn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, they have to change this eventually. Uh, it might be a thing where either they haven't figured out what they want to do, or they want feedback, or both, maybe, so... I don't know, it kind of seems like they want to leave the PS3 and Vita behind, which isn't really a good idea considering that backwards compatibility for the PS5, so we'll see how that works out. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's not a good sort of look, especially when you've got Microsoft offering games on three different platforms, basically. So, I know they don't do that every month, but they are this month, so. Um, mm-hmm. But you usually get four games anyway, so. That's that. Um. Overkill were making a Walking Dead game which, to be honest, wasn't really tied into The Walking Dead very much. It had no Walking Dead characters. It was just... Uh, Set in the world. Yeah, kind of. Um, but it has been cancelled. All, all the versions have been cancelled. It is out, I think, for PC, but they're going to discontinue support for it. Obviously, if you've got it on PC, it's not going to be cancelled. You're going to be able to keep that version of the game because it's on your PC already. But you won't be able to get support... Um, in the future for it and it won't be coming out for uh, xbox one and a ps4 i don't think it was coming out on the switch um but it's not going to be coming out on on those uh systems um this game didn't look very good the first time i saw it or the second or the third or any time that i saw it um i mean when they first announced it and it was this like okay what is this is this like a negan game or is this like what is this thing um, and then they started making like character trailers and stuff like that, and none of them were any Walking Dead characters. wasn't like Rick or Carl or Daryl or any of those people. Um, so that that left some some questions and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's from the same people that made the um, what's that crime game? Uh, Payday one and two. It's from those same developers uh, or developer rather. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, what what's your thoughts on this? Well, I mean. It always sucks when a game doesn't get finished, even if it wasn't something that you know you were really interested in, uh, because a lot of people put a lot of time into that, and you yeah. always want to see that you know get released. Um, outside of that, I it wasn't really on my radar, as it were, and I never played either of the two Payday games. I've heard good things about the multiplayer for the first Payday because it had a betrayal system. Basically, okay. you teamed up with everybody to rob like a store or whatever. And then when you were getting close to, like, the extraction point, you could betray him and kill him and take all the money and, you know, get more money for yourself. Mm-hmm. So it had that real tension of how much do you trust that person you're with. Yeah. Which, as a feature, I, it's intriguing. I mean, I've said several times that I'm more of a solo gamer than a, a multiplayer gamer. So, you know, that's neither here nor there as to whether or not I would play it. But... You know, it's a unique feature, one that I hadn't heard of before. Usually when you turn against people, kill them, you get banned for team killing. Uh, yeah, Even yeah. if it's something like it's an accident, because I've seen that as a fail clip to where a guy is just... He has literally has two people walk in front of him in the span of two seconds while he's trying to shoot someone and kills them both, and then immediately gets booted from the game for team killing. Yeah, one of the Call of Duty games had that. I'm not sure if they still have that feature in there, but... Oh, I'm sure they do, but this was like... uh, uh, (laughs) Yeah. This is one of the Tom... This is the new uh, Tom Clancy game. Or new-ish. The the latest one, rather. What was the clip? The uh, um, the Rainbow Six Siege. 
Okay. The, the, cl- the clip, the clip I was, Okay. Yeah, yeah, the clip I talked about where the guy team kills two people accidentally. I mean, it makes for some good stuff on Twitch. So. Oh yeah. There's that as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's nothing much more to really say about that. We've still got, of course, the final episode of Tell, uh, not Telltales. It's not longer Telltales. Um, of uh, Skybound's The Walking Dead coming out. Uh, I can't remember the exact date, but it is next month. So I think it's like the, t- <clears throat> I think it's the twenty uh, something of March. So we still got that to come out. But I'm just surprised that we haven't had more Walking Dead games. So I mean, I know you got the two mobile titles, but okay, okay. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, it's a shame, but um, the the game didn't look good any time I I saw it, so I wasn't particularly surprised. Um, me and Robert didn't see the Pokemon Direct because neither of us really played Pokemon, and we didn't know how much that would really benefit us. Um, but they did announce uh, Pokemon Shield and Sword today, and a lot of people are very happy, and uh, a lot of people are very nostalgic about Pokemon, and those people seem to be very happy so as robert always says uh, more power to those people i think we can both agree on that yeah, yeah. i honestly had not heard of this direct so i mean i would have had to have waken up an hour early to watch it <laughs> anyway so there's no chance of that happening but i just was like on break at you know my first break at work and i see this popping up on my you know twitter and facebook pro uh timeline of Pokemon Sword, Pokemon Shield, and then somebody's already mocked up a Pokemon Gun. And then I do, I do have a friend that's obsessed with still and still excessively plays Pokemon Go. Um, so that's still a thing. But past that, you know, nothing I'm going to play. But then again, I still don't have a Switch, and I still don't see myself getting one anytime soon, just because you know money issues. But right, you know. If I did, I might be interested in it. I mean, there's definitely some games on the Switch that I want to play, but you know, they're enjoyable enough. I've played a couple Pokemon games, not counting the Go, because I don't really count that as a as a game game per se. It's getting there. It's getting close to being a game, but <laughs> like I played Pokemon, you know, Red and Blue back when that first came out. It was an enjoyable enough game. I just it just never really clicked with me. Is is this going to cannibalize Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu, and Eevee? No, because people that are like the hardcore fans, they already have both of those games anyway. And they're going to pick up both of these games anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose. I, I just wondered about that because that's the current sort of latest uh, Pokemon title. And it isn't even that old. So um, yep. we shall see what happens with that. Uh, I was going to read out my rental list, but I'll probably do that next time. Plus, it might have changed next time. Um, but let's go on to the... We have one, two, three, four, five. Five of you wrote in, which is very, very cool. Uh, with your most single most anticipated games, this is obviously following on from last week's discussion with me, Robert, and David. Uh, I won't reveal what games we picked here. We'll let you listen to last week's uh, good podcast uh, for episode 150. Um, but you can write in Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK, and there's the contact page as well, which has all the information that you need to submit questions, comments, and get in contact. It's also all should be in your show notes as well. Jerry says, my most anticipated game is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. As a big Soulsborne guy, it looks to be, uh, looks to me to be just as good, and I can't wait to see, uh, I can't wait to try this, seeing as, um... I can't wait to try this, seeing as Neo 2 is probably a ways off, because it was announced E3 last year, Neo 2, if I recall. 
Uh, it's probably a ways off, as is Bloodborne 2 and Dark Souls is is finished as well. Um, so yeah, it's kind of strange. Those those games, like, you know, came up and they really sort of uh, took over the world or whatever. Um, but now there's they seem to sort of quiet have quietened down. But uh, I guess Sekiro is going to be the, the next big thing for those gamers. And then I, I, I would guess that Bloodborne 2 is probably a launch title for PS5. I know we've guessed various different times in different podcasts about next gen and launch titles and stuff but uh bloodborne 2's I, I would guess would be a launch uh ps5 title would you agree with that i'm not gonna disagree with that i see that's <laughs> one of those things that i'm still maintaining that i don't see the ps5 for at least another year and a half so we're t- i'm talking like you know christmas 2020 uh, and it's possible that the game might pull like a gta 5 and come out on the current gen and then current come out with like an upscaled version on the next generation. Yeah, or could be backwards compatible. Which was yeah, nice. it's possible that it's backwards compatible, but you know, that's still assuming that they're going to do backwards compatible. Mm-hmm. And, and when I say do it, I mean figure out how to do it because Microsoft's already figured out how to do it, and they still can't figure out how to let you change your PSN name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Sekiro, yeah, I mean, it's good that you're excited for that. Obviously, if you're in with that genre, like you said, with the whole Soulsborne thing, you're going to be quite excited for that. And um, I'm, I'm definitely going to try it. I might play it for two hours and then put it down and never touch it again, like I did with Bloodborne. But I, I'm going to try it. It looks kind of interesting. So, how about you? Are you interested in uh, Sekiro? Uh, beautiful looking game. I'm, I'm yeah. definitely kind of interested. Unfortunately, over here in the States, we don't have... A reliable rental service like you do. I mean, I've looked at a couple options, and none. Of, I wouldn't trust either one of them because okay. it's way too easy for like the games either to be damaged or for them to not have a stock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Lorraine says uh, this might be cheating, but my most anticipated game is the next 3D Mario game. Even though Nintendo has not announced one, there is obviously going to be one. I'll I'll, I'll give you a pass on that. Like. There's obviously going to be another Mario game because when have they ever stopped? Um, and stuff like that. There's there's going to be another 2D one. There's going to be another 3D one. Heck, there's probably going to be another five of of those games. So I think we can uh, we can that that's one that we can assume is announced and uh, and on the way. It's just not officially been said yet. So uh, w- would you agree with that? It's probably yeah. another Mario game. It's fairly you know just like them bringing. Uh... You know, Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker and remaking uh, almost 30-year-old Nintendo Game Boy Zelda game for the Switch. There's going to yeah. be another Mario game at some point. Yeah. You you wouldn't go, hey, Super Mario Odyssey has been a massive, massive success. Hey, let's just leave Mario forever. <laughs> so, yep, let's um, not revisit that IP. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in terms of me, platformers, you all know Crash Bandicoot is what I'm looking forward to. Um, and it's not a guarantee that there's going to be a Crash Bandicoot 4, but I'd, I'd like to assume and believe that there probably is one. And given the success of the Insane Trilogy and the likely success of uh, Crash Team Racing, I'm sure we haven't seen the end of Crash, or Spyro for that matter. We probably haven't seen the end of Spyro either. So uh, that's to look forward to as well. Gerald um, says, My most anticipated game is Gears 5. I love the franchise, and even though I agree with Matt that things did wrap up in 3, I did say that. Uh, 4 was really good, plus I'd like to play something on the <laughs> Xbox. Um, I, I agree with you on everything that you said. Uh, like, I'm not going to play Crackdown. I'm going to play uh, Halo Infinite, probably. I'm going to play the next Gears, and I'm going to play the next Ori. If all those three come out this year, that would be fantastic. 
One of them's probably going to be for at least 2020. We shall see. Um, but what about you? What's your feelings on, on Gears 5? I'll, I've never really played any of the series to that depth. Uh, so I'm going to take your word with the fact that it ended with 3. Yeah. Or rather wrapped up nicely with 3. Uh, but past that, just because something is wrapped up doesn't mean that it's ever, never going to come back. I mean, hell, look at uh, TV. They kind of wrapped up uh, Supernatural Season 5, and they're in Season 14 now. <laughs> uh, but, you know, there's always going to be, you know, Next Generation this, uh, you know, Continuance that, uh, Prequel something or other. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just one of those things that as long as the mechanics... So. Yep. As long as the mechanics are good, the gameplay is functional, and the story is appeals to the fans, I'm happy that it, it exists, even if I don't ever play it. Nice. I'm I'm curious to see where they go, since 3 did kind of wrap things up, and 4 was a sort of uh, Force Awakens type of deal, where it's like, mm-hmm. hey, these guys have like kind of retired, but they need to come out of retirement, and hey, there's these new young characters that are coming in. Um, that are related to the the original ones. Um, I'm not necessarily talking about Star Wars with, with that point, but with uh, Gears of War Four, because uh, you had Marcus's son in Gears of War Four. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it in terms of that as well. Plus, in Gears Five, I can't remember her name, but you play as the uh, the new female character from Gears Four. Her name escapes me, but uh, I think she's the playable character. I don't know if she's the only playable character. We'll have to wait to E3 to see more. I think, but. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That should be good. Yeah, we're definitely going to get something from for, from that franchise on E3 this year. So mm-hmm. I'll be shocked if we didn't. So uh, Michael, <coughs> excuse me. Michael says I'm most looking forward to Ori 2. I thought the first was gorgeous, and with the ending of one, I can't wait to see uh, what they do with the story and to see what new mechanics are put in the game as well. Uh, did you play Ori and the Blind Forest? I played a little of it, little bit of it from time to time because it is part of Game Pass. Um, yeah, it's just the platforming part of it. I could never, it never really clicked with me, so I never got that far into the story. I've heard the story is like beautiful, which is a shame that I can't get the mechanics to work for me to to get to the story. But it it did take me a bit to get used to the mechanics, but once I did, the rest of the game was just fantastic. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to Ori Two as well, and I'm glad that you are. Uh, Michael. Uh, final entry. Lily says, "I'm really excited for Death Stranding. Kojima is a genius to me, and I can't and I can't uh, wait to see what types of mysteries there is to figure out, um, and as well what the game even is. Um, I mean, the game isn't even out yet, and there's already mysteries to be unfolded. So, uh, yeah, just wait till you till you finish it, and then uh, see what mysteries are told at that point. I mean, even when you're halfway through the game or Probably the first ten minutes. Um, I'm I'm pretty excited for Death Stranding because I, I believe in Koji, Kojima as well. I'm a Konami. What? Why do their names have to be so similar? <laughs> Kojima and Konami. Don't know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what he has to in store for us. I really liked Metal Gear Solid Five, and uh, yeah, I haven't played the the other ones yet, so I'm excited to do that as well. What are your thoughts on uh, Death Stranding? Uh, I mean, it's pretty pretty relevant because that game's not coming out for at least three years. I mean, they're not even done with the mocap yet, so yeah. What well, I don't know why they keep wasting time putting out little snippets. This is I'm getting a lot of uh, Duke Nukem uh, Last Guardian vibes with this game of it taking so damn long. 
Yeah, I can't. I don't know how long Metal Gear Solid Five was in development for, but I know it was a long time, and it got to the point where Konami said to Kojima, "Like, can you release this game?" Um, and then, of course, the Fallout happened, and the rest is history. So, uh, my only my only concern is that there's going to be some element of it that's too similar to PT, and then they're oh, going to get sued, that. and then the name, then the game never gets gets out because it's going to be like an intellectual property fight. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have the question with that, what happens with Dreams? So, because in Dreams, people have been making PT and uh, Dead Space, and I'm sure they'll make more games that have been cancelled. Heck, someone will probably make a fake, like, uh, Half-Life 3 when that comes out. So, um, like, they'll probably just make up a narrative and then and then make a, a third game. So, um, I hope that it, it's to a point where, like, his ideas from PT are put in there, but not to a point where like he could be sued because we don't want that to happen, obviously. Um, but y- you can see Konami like keeping a very close eye on this game and being like, "Hey, if you do anything that we can, you know, point at you for, we're gonna we're gonna do that." So I, I agree with you that they'll probably keep a very very close eye on the game, but um, yeah, just just leave Kojima alone this time. Just let him release some games. And hey, if you guys wanna want PT out there just remake the damn game and actually release it so um and that goes for your other franchises as well um Metal Gear Solid and uh, Castlevania and whatever else you guys have been making or haven't been making so uh maybe it's time when you release some of your own games <laughs> we shall see um if you're curious as well I did, I did a recent episode on uh podcast episode on Metal Gear Solid, Silent Hill, and uh, and Castlevania, talking about their past, present, and future. So I discuss more in that as well. Um, what, what do you what do you think of the situation over at Konami? I don't really know enough about it to you know really comment on it. It's, uh, it kind of sucks when a, a really good developer and a really good uh, you know namesake and a, the company that he's kind of made his bones with and you know, made so many great games with, had that kind of a falling out yeah. to where they obviously are never going to work again, ever. Um, so, and that's obviously a real bummer for that because, you know, that's a, a partnership that breaks up. But past that, you know, as long as the games that come out are good games, then it sucks, but it's something that needed to happen. Yeah, we shall, we shall see what happens with those. Uh, so thank you to the five of you for writing in with your most anticipated game. That was really, really cool to hear. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll continue, We'll be back next week and everything. Uh, we uh, don't have anything for this podcast. I will save my rental list for next week because uh, we have another podcast to do here today. So I'll, I'll, I'll save that for next time. But if you'd like to hear the rest of the content that we have, entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter, etalkuk, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org as well for the email. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash entertainmenttalk, that's where you can go and redeem rewards for reviews of your choice. Amazon affiliate link, as we uh, alluded to Amazon earlier, if you'd like to shop on Amazon, uh, you can use our affiliate link. We'll get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra iTunes feeds, please rate, review and subscribe to the ones that we have, or the ones that you're subscribed to as well. That will help us to get shown in the charts. Uh, word of mouth, please tell your friends, family, people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. Um, share the posts on Facebook, retweet them on Twitter, and put them in different groups that you're allowed to put them in. Um, video games, if you'd like to watch me, Robert or David, play different video games. Me and David have got Twitch streaming channels. Robert's got one on Mixer. Thank you all very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>